Do you remember the beginning of your marriage when your relationship was passionate, your connection was deep, your love was strong, and the sex was good? Remember that? Then the honeymoon was over, reality kicked in, and you found out that this marriage thing isn't as simple as it seemed. We are Kevin and Charmaine Lomax. We're going to take you on a journey through the good, the bad, and yes, the ugly sides of marriage. We'll bring you tools from experts in the field and tips that will help you strengthen your relationship. We'll be honest about what it takes to build a healthy one that will stand the test of time. When we learn how to love and make it a priority, this marriage thing is worth it. So today we're talking about individuality. Usually if somebody tells you to get a life, that means that you need to pay attention to what's going on in your own life. So how does that translate to marriage? Once you're married, you're still who you were before you walked down the aisle. Yeah, before you got married, you have separate lives, separate interests. You probably had an apartment or a house, and you used to go out and do the things that you wanted to do. Yeah, you had friends and hobbies and a lot going on. And people are initially attracted to people who are about something, people who bring some conversation and interest to the table, you know? Like when you first get together, that's some of what initially drew you together. Yeah, that keeps the interest going. It was exciting. When you came together, it made you want to know more about that person. Yeah. It's like a trigger went off. There was something that sparked an interest that made you want to see where this can go. I agree. Most people, when they first get married, they're not worried about anything. All they want to do is just spend all their time together, and they're on the same page when they think about their future together. Yeah, what's important is having the same moral, foundational, like family goal, long view interests that are similar or even identical. You know, that's the big stuff. We, we're separate. You know, we had a life before we came together. But after we get married, our lives must overlap. And we still have our separate interests, though. Right. Some 64 percent of married Americans believe that having shared interests is very important for a successful marriage. And that was according to the Pew Research Center. In fact, those surveyed ranked shared interests as more essential than good sex. Really? So when they're talking about those shared interests, I think they're talking about that foundational stuff. I think shared interests are important. You have to have the love, the trust, and the family values intact. Yeah, I believe that's true. You have to have a bond built on something solid in the first place. You should still have a life. You should still go out with your friends and do some of the things that you did before you got married. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just do it in moderation. And it's good to miss each other. Yeah, absence makes the heart grow fonder, they say. Yeah, because doing things apart is actually healthy for the marriage. And mm -hmm. it actually makes your connection a little bit stronger. Yes, true, true. And if you don't do anything apart, you can feel suffocated. There's no need to change into a different person after you get married. Where's the person they fell in love with? You don't want to lose your personality, you know, remember who you were before you got married. Yeah, when men get married, sometimes they think it's just about them and their wife. Yeah, some women feel that way too. Most, almost all women feel that way too, but we shouldn't let go of the things we like to do before we got together. You know, when we start our lives together, we become so consumed with each other that we don't realize who we even were <laughs> after some time. You know, some of our personality, some of what was appealing could start to slip away. And that shouldn't happen. No, it shouldn't. We need to understand that our spouse is a different person. 
Mark 10.8 says, They are no longer two, but one flesh. And you are one in the marriage, though you still have two personalities. You can't do everything alike. You never would have ended up with each other if you were exactly the same. I think differences are good. They definitely are. That's what helped bring you together in the first place. Mm. I think that opposites definitely attract. Because if you and two are the same people, I think that it might be pretty boring. Yes. In marriage, it's healthy to have some space. But everything just needs to be done in moderation. Mm-hmm. A little bit of unpredictability and mystery can be very attractive. In fact, therapist David Sknarch found that being overly enmeshed with your spouse can cause issues in the relationship and lead to a disinterest in sex. But if you can maintain a sense of individuality, then the both of you will ultimately feel more fulfilled. So when you go out and you do some of the things for yourself, it gives you time for your spouse to miss you. And when you come back home, it gives you something new to talk about depending on what you were doing. And not just the same old conversation of house, work, and kids. Hmm. So house, work, and kids, well, okay, that, that might be more complicated than it sounds. So why don't we talk a little bit about kids? When you have kids, especially when they're small, it's not as easy to find time for independence as it was before you had the kids, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's definitely challenging, but if you work it or schedule it out, I mean, it's definitely doable. It's doable, but I'm thinking, okay, let's go all the way back. I'm thinking back to when there were babies or toddlers. When they're that small, your independent time is put on the back burner. Well, yeah, well, at that time, everything is definitely about the kids. I mean, they can't take care of themselves. They need, they need you to take care of them. So, right. you know, so yeah, you definitely at that time. And there's going to be spurts where you may not be able to get any time for yourself. Yeah, if you find any time at all, that's a plus back, you know, when they're, if they're babies. Then they become toddlers. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're pretty much still at their beck and call. And what happens when they're teenagers? I thought when they became teenagers, things would be simpler, but they weren't. We have five kids, ages 19 to 25. I don't think a lot of people know that. (laughs) And I used to think that when they got older, things would become less busy. But it seems like it was just as busy, if not more. Yeah, well, you know, you got to realize with kids, they just go through different stages of life. So it's not that they're going to be any less busy at any stage. It's just that what they need changes. So when they were infants, they needed mommy, 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 daddy. You know what I mean? When they got older, they still needed you, but they needed you. They needed you in a different way. And then they start transitioning to now getting ready to be on their own, to live their own life. Yeah, but um, when you're in the middle of those stages, what does that do for your me time? I mean, it, it's definitely rough, but, you know, it's like anything else. You know, at some point, you've you got to find it. you got to try to find it. Well, I think, yeah, that sounds easy, but I know it, it's just not as simple. My work day, okay, now now just to, to be a little more transparent, my work day and my home schedule... With our youngest son, who is now 19, is still consuming. He's my my little ray of sunshine. Not so little. Okay, he's 19. He's not so little anymore. He's my heart. But my life has literally revolved around him. So any free time I have found, I've scheduled it. And, um, of course, you know, it's because he is special needs. I feel like it was my job to make sure that he got all of the therapies, all of the, you know, everything that he needed to make sure that his future would be brighter. 
And from the time he had his surgery at four months of age, which is when, you know, when he sustained um, brain damage because of hypoxia, yeah. um, until now, I think it's been kind of um, not even a roller coaster. It's been like um, a one direction train, <laughs> like like just going full speed ahead. It's it's nonstop. So, I, you know, I, I'm saying that to say, not always easy to find individuality time although I have found a way to balance you know I I schedule everything as you know I know that you do not you're more spontaneous but um that's helped me that has helped me for sure it's a way to get it done and it's going to continue to be something that we have to work on until they're out and on their own and have their own family maybe so moving right along there are two red flags that we need to be aware of. The first red flag is possessiveness. Some partners can actually be threatened by your individuality. In that case, we're talking more about control than we are love. You know, they're two very different things. Sometimes women think that when a man is possessive, that means that he really cares. Possessiveness can look like protection. Yeah, that's only in the beginning. You know, your defenses are down. You know, it seems like he's there for you, and like he's trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. Initially, it seems innocent, but it's unhealthy if it goes too far. Some people, some spouses, try to control everything that their partner does. You know, they have to have a say about everything they do, everywhere they go. You know, not good. Yeah, definitely not good. That shouldn't be. In the beginning of the relationship, some of the red flags we don't pay attention to. Mm, and sometimes true. we think jealousy is cute. Hmm. Until, uh, yeah, until later in a relationship, we find out that jealousy is rather toxic. Yes, jealousy is not cute ever. And there are usually warning signs, and we should pay attention before things get worse. Yes, yeah, so one sign could be they may be angry because you want to go spend time with your friends. Mm. Or they might try to block you from seeing your family or coworkers hmm. because they want to have control of your time. Yeah, they may accuse you of cheating even when you're out spending time with friends or your family or co-workers. And if you're in a situation like that, if you get an email or a text message, they, they could even get suspicious. People like that are overbearing. You know, before you know it, you're isolated. You're isolated from your friends, from your family, from people who, who care about you. And you pretty much end up just where they want you. They, they want to have you all to themselves and, you know, you end up spending most of your time with them. And that stems from insecurity or deep-rooted problems Mm. they may have had. That says more about them than you. True. Their insecurity really has nothing to do with the spouse that's being controlled. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't even want you to have a job, which can turn into financial abuse, which is a whole other conversation. So if you're married to a possessive person, chances are they milked it enough until they got you. Oh, wow. And once they got you, then they change. So they played a role, and once they got you, it's like, okay, you're not going anywhere. They were attracted to the carefree person you were before, but then things changed afterwards. That's that's not pleasant. Yeah, but by that time, it's too late. Mm-hmm. And then, if you're already married, you're already in it. Mm-hmm. So the best thing that you could do is try to seek couples counseling. Yes, counseling does work for a lot of people. Yes. If you don't seek counseling, or some kind of help over time, being in a controlling relationship chips away at who you are. And before you know it, your self-esteem is going to be at an all-time low. So definitely get some help. 
If your spouse doesn't want to go, then you just go for yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. And for those who are not yet married, there are signs that you need to pay attention to before you get married. There are red flags, so pay attention to those red flags. Love is blind, but it's not that blind. But we're so in love sometimes that we discount the red flags, mm -hmm. but we shouldn't do that. And the fact is that a lot of nice girls like bad boys. That's why sometimes they're caught, they're caught up in this bad situation. Mm -hmm. Nice girls like bad boys. Not all nice girls like bad boys. No, some of them. For the but, record. But some of them do, yes. Some of them do. But unfortunately, one in four women has experienced domestic violence. Physical violence, of course, is the most obvious, but emotional violence, verbal abuse, and mental abuse is just as dangerous. It's just that those things you, you can't see. They only see the physical. So a lot of people think if they don't see a sign that there is no abuse. But every one of those are as dangerous as the other. And... You know, we're going to fully cover the domestic violence topic on a future episode, so we're not going to go too deep here, right? Right. All right, so the second red flag is avoidance. Imagine that, avoidance. Some spouses use time apart as an act of avoidance, and this can lead to emotional disconnect, and we know that we need time together to foster that emotional connection, you know, that helps our, our marriage to thrive. Now, for example, some women, you know, let's talk about church a little bit. You know how some churches have several services? They have the morning service. They have the afternoon service. They have the evening service. They have Tuesday night service. They have Thursday night service. They have outreach. They have the, what else? I mean, I can't think of anything right now. But my point is that they go to every single service, every single event. As another example, some women... You know, you, you go through your day, and when the husband comes home, as soon as he walks in, she's like, bye, I have to go to the gym, see ya. That's not being independent. That's just avoiding being home. And the first ministry we know is your home. So that, that shouldn't be. Yeah, but also but for the husbands, you know, they'd like to try to stay at work late because they don't want to come home. Or they going out with their boys. Or, you know, they're just finding other things to do outside of the house, you know. Mm. Whatever it is, you know, I mean, they may say they have to go help out a family member, but anything that they can do just to not be there. Mm, so they use separate interests to avoid the relationship. Yeah, exactly. And if it's not done in moderation, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. You I mean, can you, have interests, but yeah, I agree. Moderation is key. Yeah, definitely. And if you're hanging out and neglecting your wife, that's definitely a problem. For sure. So you got married. Now you have the house. You have kids. Now, you knew that some things were going to change, but I guess you were just not ready for that change. Mm, wow. All right. So now, what if you have no common interests? You know, you love each other, you have this life together, and things are not bad in a relationship, but you, you know, you, you just, you, you like, what, crochet class, and he likes to go golfing, or, you know, you like MMA, like I like MMA. Oh, yeah. And you don't. Mm. I mean, you like it, but you won't do a class with me. Yeah, no, I won't do a class. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but even with that, I mean, that's okay. You don't have to um, like the same thing that they like, but you should still go together and support them. True. Yeah, because when you were dating, you didn't mind going to opera or anything else that she wanted to do <laughs> because you wanted to be there and spend time right. with her. Yeah. 
So sometimes you need to open up and try different things. And you, you might find out that you just like it. Yeah, so if your husband likes baseball, for instance, go to a baseball game once in a while at least. Go to one baseball game, at least one. Yeah, definitely. You know definitely at least one. You can come to a baseball game, and I'll come with you to whatever you like. Mm, agreed. It's bigger than what your hobby is. Show some support and show that you're interested. Yeah, so you can bond. They'll love you more for that. So allowing each other to remain individuals doesn't take away from the relationship. You're still one, not separate. You're actually stronger together. Yeah, if definitely. That makes sense. Yes, right? it definitely makes sense. Yeah. So the bottom line is, don't smother or suffocate your relationship. Let your spouse be who they are. You're not the same person that you were when you first met. You changed, hopefully, over the years for the better. Yeah, people evolve over time. We experience things, we grow, and with that, you can change up the conversation sometimes. Like, don't talk about work only every day. You know, what are you aspiring to lately? How do you see yourself? Or what are you interested in? in what new thing are you interested in this month? What are your goals for, for this year? Or what do you want out of life that's different now than what you wanted before? What conversation do you bring to the table? It keeps life interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Whatever the conversation is, you definitely should keep it interesting. But just think about what happens for a lot of people. You know, they have their careers, they start working, you know, after the 20, 30 years on the job, you know, then they retire. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, after retirement, if they don't do anything else to keep themselves going, you know, they slow down. True. You know, then their health starts to decline. Then their life just becomes stagnant. Hmm. And they end up dying sooner than they would have if they didn't retire. Okay, so let's compare that metaphorically to relationships, right? First you're dating, then you're engaged, then you're married, and life is full and it's vibrant, and then things start to become routine and slow down a bit. And maybe you become a little complacent and life together gets a little boring. And then the passion starts to die. Mm, so let's make sure that never happens. Definitely. Okay, so up next we have the listen to questions. Yes, we do. I had a question for Jeanette this week, so let's hear it. So I'm here having a nice conversation with Jeanette about marriage. And now, Jeanette, I have a question for you. Yes. You are a very independent woman. So how does that balance out? in your marriage being that you have your own set of interests how does that mesh with your husband well i can say that having our separate interests definitely keeps our marriage interesting because um we're each able to be apart from each other and it actually enhances the times that we do spend together okay nice so you would recommend it? Absolutely. I think it's essential that each person has their own identity and that they have their own likes and they have things they like to do separate from their spouse. I think it's very important to keep your own sense of self within the marriage. And with that, you bring that extra you to the table within the marriage, and it's a plus. Beautiful. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. That was great. Thank you, Jeanette. And now we're going to have our final nugget, which is going to be a quote. Mm -hmm. And it goes, distance makes the heart grow fonder and familiarity breeds contempt. Mm, so the secret sauce is not too much distance and not too close. I think that sums it up. <laughs> oh, 
Well, there you go. Now, with that being said, thank you for joining us today. Be sure to check back in for our next episode. Do us a favor and review us on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. If you give us a five-star rating, we might just shout you out on one of our future episodes. And if this episode resonated with you, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram or Facebook and tag us at This Marriage Thing. Until next time, peace and love.